Let's just sing. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Come the fount of every blessing, to my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come. to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood. To grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let that goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Tears my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship and please be seated. It is wonderful to see those of you who are here, here with us and those online. Welcome to you as well. So welcome to worship and friends. The peace of Christ be with you all. And let us take this moment to greet one another. Good morning. Want to come here? Yeah, come on. Gonna come join me? Good, there we go. All right, kiddos, now let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning and we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your Spirit as we worship you on this Holy Trinity Sunday. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, are you guys ready for a children's moment? Okay, I'm gonna ask so. I know Sunday school's over for the school year, but come on. Are you guys ready for a children's moment? Yes. Yes? We're missing a lot of our friends today, aren't we? Is there hot chocolate in here? 
No, that would have been a really good idea, huh? It's not too hot today. You see cups in here? Well, you know, we're a small group today, so why don't you guys come nice and close? Okay. Yes. So today is what we call in the church calendar Holy Trinity Sunday. Now, what does Holy Trinity mean? Does anybody have a guess what Holy Trinity means or what the Holy Trinity is? Any guesses? Okay, when we talk about God, who do we talk about? God. God, the creator, Jesus, and what else? The Holy Spirit, Spirit, exactly. Good job, guys. We talk about God, the creator of all things, the whole entire universe and everything in it. And then we also talk about Jesus, Jesus, the Son, who saves us. And then we also talk about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the power of God that's with us always. The Holy Spirit is that power of God that's always blessing us, always with us, always beside us. That's the the Holy Spirit. And so do you know, though, though, that the Holy Trinity means that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are all God? They are three in one. So when Jesus was here on earth, he had the same mind as God. And when the Holy Spirit is here on earth, the Holy Spirit is the same power of God. All three of them are the same. So we have this to demonstrate. Okay, so let's see. Can you guys see what I've got right here? Water and ice and and a pot right here. Do you see, actually, what's happening to the ice right now? The ice is melting. No, we're not going to drink that water, though. It's perfectly good water. Um, But here, so we have ice. Ice is like a solid form of water, except for some of this ice is melting, and the ice that's melting is turning into what? A liquid. Yeah, it's turning into water, which is a liquid. And then if, so we have our liquid water right here. If we were to take some of this water and pour it into this pan, and then we were to put this pan on the stove, which you guys don't do. That's what adults do, unless you're helping adults. You, you don't want to touch the stove. But if this pan was to go onto the stove, and we turned up the heat, and then the water, what would it start to do? Boil. Boil, exactly. It would boil, and then the, it would turn into steam. And when we lifted up this, if this was boiling, steam would come out. Have you ever done that? Or have you ever been with them? Yeah, or the dishwasher. When you open up the dishwasher, and then all that steam comes out. Exactly, that steam. Steam is also what? Water. It's the same thing as water. So we have steam, we have liquid water, and we have ice cubes. All of them are the same exact thing. All of them are water, and yet they're different. If you want something cold, something to cool down the water that you're going to drink, are you just going to put more water in it? No, you're going to put what in it? Ice. 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 If you want to, yeah, if ice is water. If you want to boil some pasta, are you just going to stick the pasta in some regular water like this, room temperature water? No, your pasta's not going to change. But if you put it in boiling water, your pasta's going to cook. So all these three things, they are different, but they are the same. And that's how our triune God works, our Trinity God works. We have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All three different, all three are the same. And we call that the Holy Trinity. Okay, you can take a sip of that water now. All right. And now let's stand and let us say a prayer. Let's, let's pray around our pot right here, which is our symbol of our Holy Trinity. Let's gather here and let's pray. Holy and loving God. 
as we stand around this symbol of the Holy Trinity, Lord, remind us of your love. Remind us of your presence. Let us feel the power of your Holy Spirit, which is your presence in this world. Bless us all in this Holy Trinity Sunday. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Now, before you go off, now you know Sunday school is over for the school year, but until Sunday school resumes again, every week we're going to have two teenagers helping to supervise, two teenagers that are watching you guys. So do you see those two boys right there in the back? Yeah, we've got Brennan and Adam. You can walk back to them, and they will lead you to do some fun activities. Go, my children, with my blessing ever alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing, you are my own. Amen. And now, friends, if anybody has any announcements, you can come forward at this time. It looks like we have a couple. I'm just going to kind of repeat what I did just say to all of you parents and anybody who's maybe watching from home. While Sunday school is on break right now, before summer Sunday school kicks off the Sunday after the 4th of July, we will have uh, two teenagers. It will always be two of them helping out by supervising the children and offering child care to make it a little easier on our parents so our parents can sit and relax and worship. Uh, just quickly, Wednesday evening, 6 o'clock, before choir practice, there will be exercise. It's not the yoga class, it's the strength class. So if you have light weights, bring them. If you don't have them, you don't need to have them. You can do range of motion, uh, tennis shoes, a mat, and if you have light weights. But please come. There's a sign-up in the hallway, but if you don't sign up, you can still come. And now let us join together as we light our peace candle. And as we light our peace candle, let's think about creating more peace in this world. We live in a world that has violence and bigotry and hatred and so many terrible things. There's so much that, that's bad in this world, but we get to be a part of what's good. And we, as children of God, get to be instruments of peace. We are called to be God's hands and feet in this world. And as God's hands and feet, we are called to create more peace. So as we light this candle, let it be a symbol of our devotion to creating more peace and love in this world. And let us pray. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day and we light our candle of peace. May we, Lord, be instruments of your peace. May this candle be a symbol of our devotion to being instruments of your peace, to spreading your love, and to creating more justice. May we be your hands and feet, creating peace in this world. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. 
Please join me in the opening litany. We gather this morning in the name of the Creator, who creates time and space, galaxies, stars, and planets. We gather this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, born among us to save us and to show us how to live. We gather this morning in the name of the Spirit, earth with God's presence. Triune God, in this time we call now, and in this space we call here, we worship you, O God. Make your presence felt among us. Lord, wonderful Savior, I know for sure, all of my days are held in your hand, crafted into your perfect plan. You gently call me into your presence, guiding me by your Holy Spirit. Teach me, dear Lord, to live all of my life through your eyes. I'm captured by your holy calling. Set me apart. I know you're drawing me to yourself. Lead me, Lord, I pray. Take me, mold me, use me, fill me. I give my life to Goodbye. 
guide me, lead me, walk beside me. I give my life to the potter's hand. Amen. Please be seated. Now, we have two readings this morning. Now, the lectionary was a a little bit different this week. We have one short reading that alludes to the fact that it is Holy Trinity Sunday, and then we have another reading that comes from the book of Romans, and I confess we are going to focus on Romans today, but it's still important that we learn something and that we focus on the fact that today is Holy Trinity Sunday, that we are blessed to have a God that is our creator, but also to have a Savior and also have the presence of the Holy Holy Spirit with us always. Aren't we, don't we serve an awesome God, such an awesome God? And so we are first going to read from the Gospel of John, the 16th chapter. We are only reading verses 12 through 15. And so I will read these slowly and listen for the Trinity. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? amen. Chapter 16 from the Gospel of John, starting with verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, this is Jesus speaking, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said to you that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And now, friends, you can flip to the book of Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5. We will read the first five verses. Make sure everybody's there. Now, if you are ready to hear this word of the Lord, will you please say amen? starting with verse 1. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You say go, we will go. If you say wait, we will wait. If you say step out on the water, and they say it can't be done, we'll fix our eyes on you. 
let us pray. Holy and loving God, as we fix our eyes on you, Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with the spirit of truth. Bless us with your presence and your power. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Now it is graduation season at this time. Everybody that's, that's a senior is starting to graduate and all these graduation speeches are being made. And I was thinking as I was reading through Romans, especially in this fifth chapter, that if the Apostle Paul were here today and if he needed to offer a graduation speech, the words from Romans chapter 5, these first five verses, would make an excellent graduation speech. An excellent speech to those who are moving up in their life and, and about to embark in all different kinds of journeys. I mean, just think about what he says. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Those are words 
that people who are moving on to something new often need to hear. But let's back up for just a second here. Let's talk about the book of Romans. The book of Romans is actually not a book at all. It's a letter. It's a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome. And it's a letter that he wrote because they first wrote to him. The church in Rome was in conflict. The church in Rome was struggling because the church in Rome was made up of a group of Gentile Christians and a group of Jewish Christians. And they had to learn how to be one church together, but they had different lifestyles. They had different ways of being, and they didn't see eye to eye on many things at all, aside from the fact that Jesus was the Savior, that Jesus was the Son of God. And so they were having a hard time living in community with one another. And so the church in Rome wrote to Paul saying, Paul, we need your help. We know that you, you understand all the Jewish things. We also know that you feel called to preach the, to the Gentiles. So the church in Rome wrote to Paul and said, Paul, we need your help, not with our faith exactly, but with being humans together. Don't we all sometimes need help being humans with other people? It definitely happens. So they wrote to the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul wrote back to them, giving them instructions offering them wisdom. And then as the Apostle Paul wrote page after page of wisdom, he offered these words that we found today, these words that I think would make an excellent graduation speech, because the reality is, in life, we are all going to suffer. In life, every single one of us is sadly going to suffer in one way or another. Anybody here never suffer before? No, of course not. I mean, all of us in some way will end up suffering. But the reality is that, yes, suffering, it produces endurance. Suffering, once we suffer once, we realize that we can make it through challenging times. That's what that endurance is. Once we suffer once, we realize, okay, I survived that. And that's what gives us the endurance to continue to go on. And that, that endurance that we have realizing that we've survived things that were hard, we've survived things that were difficult, that endurance that we have, it builds up our character. It makes us who we are today. And after we have that character, especially if we have faith, that faith gives us hope. I mean, I I want you to think for just a moment about all of the things that you treasure in your life, okay? Just take a, a moment right now and think about the things that you treasure most in your life, okay? I'm going to give you a second. One, two, three things. Probably doesn't take you long to think about. Think about the things that you treasure the most in your life. Maybe you treasure your spouse. Maybe it's your spouse that you treasure the most in your life. But what person before finding their spouse didn't have their heart broken a time or two or three before? Because sometimes we have to suffer before we find the one who we truly want to spend our lives with. Sometimes there's that suffering and heartbreak. When often young people come to me when they're, when they're going through a big heartbreak and they feel like their life is over. They feel like there's no going on, like their heart's broken, then they're never going to find anybody again. And I look at them just knowing, knowing that they'll be okay, knowing that they will get through that trying time. Or maybe, maybe what you treasure the most is your kids. I mean, I know how many of us just treasure our kids so very much. I think my favorite time of the day is at the end of the day when my kids come to me before they go to bed in order to get blessed. And I love it. Even my 10-year-old, who's going to be taller than me in another you know, year or two, when she comes up and wants to get her forehead kissed and gets those snuggles and get blessed before she goes to bed or 
or when my eight-year-old, who's soon going to be nine, who also in a couple years is going to be bigger than me, I hope he still does this when he's bigger than me, when he comes in and he, and he climbs on top of me and lets me kiss his little cheeks. You love, you know, those little cheeks that you just get to kiss. And as I get to bless him, it's my favorite part in the entire day. When we treasure our kids, they bring us so much joy. We love them so much. But the other day I was talking to parents of eight-week-old twins. (laughs) Eight-week-old twins. And you know what they're missing right now? Sleep. Exactly. You guys got it. They are missing sleep. And not only do they have eight-week-old twins, but they also have a toddler. And you know what? The toddler also likes to climb into bed with them in the middle of the night. So these two wonderful people are missing so much sleep. And yet this suffering, this sacrifice that they make, that we've all made, though not to the twin capacity for all of us, but that sacrifice of losing sleep. It's a sacrifice that we make. There's some suffering in there when we're missing that sleep. But we do it because we treasure those little humans that we get to care for. Or maybe think about something else that you treasure. What else do you, somebody, who wants to shout out something I didn't mention that you treasure? Anybody? Pets. Oh my goodness. Pets. Absolutely. We treasure our pets. That's why we call them our fur babies. And we treasure those fur babies and we would do so much for them. It's the same kind of things that often we do for our kids. We would suffer for our pets in order to make sure that they have what they have. Or maybe your house or maybe your boat. Or maybe your pool. I know we've got some people with some pools and boats, all those things. We only have so much summer here in Buffalo, so you've got to take advantage of those, those boats and, and those pools. Maybe something like that is something that you treasure. I know that Trevor and I, we love sitting out back in our patio and watching our pond and watching the ducks and the geese and, and all the, you know, the green herons that are nesting, all these things. We love watching all of the nature around us. But in order to have those things, in order to have a house, In order to have a boat, in order to have a pool, you have to work. I was talking to the teenagers about this on Friday night. In order to have those things that also bring you joy, in order to have those things that also you get to treasure, you have to work for those things. And as I mentioned to the kids, in order to work for those things, you also need to study to get to where you need to go. You need to work hard. You need to sacrifice. And in that sacrificing, there is suffering. We need to suffer sometimes in order to get to where we want to go. The reality is that all the things that we treasure in our lives. Think about whatever it is that came to mind. All the things that we treasure in our lives, we had to suffer in some way to get whatever it is that we treasure. We had to sacrifice. We had to suffer. Something had to happen. We had to build up that endurance in order to get those things that we treasure in life. Do you guys know what I'm talking about here? Give me a little nod of the head if you can confess that the things you treasure most, you had to once suffer for. Now, I actually randomly, completely randomly came across a video from Steve Harvey. And uh, it was a Steve Harvey video, and he said this same exact thing. I watched this just yesterday. Steve Harvey said that if God had shown you what you have to get through to get to what you, or sorry, I have to repeat this. If God had shown you what you have to go through to get to where you are today, you would turn back. You would go oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. 
Oh, no, no, no. I don't want that to happen. And you would have missed out on so much of what makes you who you are today. Because in order to get to where you are, you have had to go through everything that you went through. And he said, it's like how people say, you can't have a testimony within without a test. And I love those words from Steve Harvey. He's got some wisdom there. Just think about this. If, if you were to rewind your life, and if God was going to say, okay, yes, you can, you can have this life, but in order to have that life, you've got to go through these trials. In order to have that life, you're going to have to suffer a little bit there. In order to have this life, you're going to have your heart broken there. In order to have this, you're going to have some bumps and some bruises along the way. We would probably be like, no, God, that's not what we want. If we understood all the suffering that we would have to get through in order to get to where we wanted to go. Life is full of trials. Anybody who, who thinks that life is not full of trials, I'm not sure how, how they manage because life is full of trials. In life, we end up suffering. Sometimes it's small suffering, other times it's large suffering, but the reality is that unless we're going to avoid all things that are difficult, unless we're going to do complete avoidance, we are going to suffer at times in our lives. But it's like the Apostle Paul says, when we suffer, when we make our way through our sufferings, we build up that endurance. And when we build up that endurance, it creates our character. Would you be who you are today if you never suffered? Would you be who you are today if you didn't build up that endurance? Would you have that character? No, none of us would be. I remember when Trevor and I got married, the song we were supposed to dance to, but it didn't happen because my friend who was a DJ messed up the song, but it was funny. We, we danced to the father of the bride song instead. It was all hilarious. Um, thankfully, I loved our DJ. But the song that we were supposed to dance to was God Bless the Broken Road That Led Me Straight to You. Think about that song. We say, thank you, God, for all that brokenness that led me to where we are today. Because in life, unless we're going to practice avoidance, which is not a good thing to do, in life there will be suffering in order to get to where we want to get to. But that hope that we end up with, this is where I look at us as people of faith, that hope that we get to. Think about it. You know, suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. That hope that we get to, that hope is rooted entirely in Jesus. Just yesterday, I did a memorial service for a wonderful woman who had been married to her beloved spouse for 50 years. And, and of course, her spouse is heartbroken as, as he buries his beloved wife after 50 wonderful years of marriage. And her husband misses her terribly, but the reality is that both of them had remarkably strong faith. Both of them had tremendous faith. And because of his faith, because of his faith in Christ Jesus, because of his faith in the resurrection, because of his faith in the promise that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us, because of his faith, because of all of that hope that he has, he is not afraid that he will never see his wife again because he knows that there is more because his faith has given him the hope that he needs to know, that hope in Jesus to know that there is more to life than this. There is more than just what we can see. 
So he knows he will see his wife again one day in the kingdom of God because he has hope in Jesus. And hope in Jesus does not disappoint us. That's how Paul ends these words. And, and that's what he, what he ends at the end of this, uh, of this character then produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. And when we have hope in Jesus, we can never be disappointed. When we have hope in Jesus, there is always something to rely on. So maybe, friends, maybe you have a teenager in your life who needs to hear these words from Romans. Maybe you have somebody who's just at a crossroads in their life who needs to hear these words from the Apostle Paul. Maybe you, maybe you, maybe you need to hear these words from the Apostle Paul. Listen to what Paul says because these words are true. In life, there will be suffering. In life, there will be trials. But our suffering leads to what? Endurance. And our endurance, our endurance leads to what? Character. And our character leads to what? Hope. hope. And hope, especially hope in Jesus, does not, will not, ever disappoint us. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. Lord, we know that there are trials in this world. Lord, we know that we will sometimes suffer. But Lord, we also know that our hope is in you. Our hope is in you, so Lord, we turn to you and we ask that you bless us and guide us and remind us, especially when times are tough, that when we turn to you, you give us the endurance and the character and the hope that we need. So bless us, Lord. Bless all those who suffer. Bless all those who are in times of trial right now. Bless them and help them get through these trying times so that, Lord, we can have hope in you at all times in all things. And we pray this in every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us now worship God with our morning tithes and offerings. You can give online or in person.
Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen.
Now go forth with the blessing of God. Go forth with hope that will not disappoint you. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.